beautiful. Oh, God, I love that. Oh, I love God. boys I wearing Adidas and visors. And what was the other guy saying? He was doing the hard thing. Happy hard thing. Those guys. When they showed up in town, it was like insane. Yeah, that's true. Here's one array. I've got a lot of Angelica. Can you hear me, Trish? Yeah, we can totally hear you. Can you hear, you. Can you hear us, Jelly? Oh, I love that. Look at that's a picture of you, Ray. I want Ray to see it. Something is wrong with my phone. That's okay. Ray Love, check it out. Yeah, I know. With Dave Scott. Show me again. Show me again. Show, show him again. I got another one of you and Clove in Wait, Mexico. Oh my God. Is that Dave Sky? Yeah, yeah, it's Katie. Dave and Katie and you. Katie Beard. Yeah. Oh my God. That's Katie Beard? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. I can't quite figure out how to get it. That's cool. That is so Dave, cool. Have you been in touch with Katie Beard? No, I, I haven't talked to her in like 25 years. Really? Oh yeah. man. There's a whole saga with that. Uh, is there? <laughs> Should I put my headphones on or? Yeah, it's better? probably better to put your headphones on. I think okay. you can hear better and okay. it's a better microphone. I'm, Just so I'm you guys gonna, know, yeah. in about a minute, I'm going to do my intro and then we'll okay. take off like lightning. <laughs> this is so I'm, I'm going to resituate here. Oh, yeah. Mr. Bubbles. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Look at us. Katie's wearing goggles. Yeah, yep. she is. She's wearing goggles and eyeglasses. And That's... Mr. Bubbles was the. <laughs> Was definitely Justin, yeah. Justin Baumgartner. Yeah. Yeah. He's married Derek's sister. They're still married and they have a bunch of pugs. He like bought all these pugs after falling in love with my pug Boomer when he went to Connecticut one time. Dude, Boomer. Hey, all right, guys. Rest, rest in peace. Okay. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Gen X Voice podcast. I'm your host, Trish the Dish, and we're doing a live stream today okay. with. We're going to talk about Raven in the 90s with my Flagstaff homies. We've got Ray Love in the motherfucking house. We've got Gabe, a.k.a. Morton. We've got uh, Jelly, Jelly Girl, and we got Jilly Mac in the house. Um, So I'm super excited about having you all here to talk about our, our crazy life as as teens and 20 somethings and just for the record everyone here is a gen xer except for jelly girl but she is our honorary xer because even though she was about 15 um when we were all 18 19 20 she was raving just as hard as the rest of us so um thank you all for tuning in i'm so excited and if you are listening to this instead of watching it um you can head over to the gen x voice facebook page and watch the live stream um we had we just had dj ray do a nice little set of some deep old school cuts for us that was pretty awesome and um so what we're going to do now is I'm just going to have you guys introduce yourselves and um, kind of, you know, just kind of tell us who you are. And, um, and you know, I always love saying what year you were born. But anyone that listens to the podcast has already met Gabe on our um, on our episode um, Gen X Risk Takers. Everyone's already met Jilly Mac in the episode um, NYC Raves and Acupuncture. And we're going to have Ray on um, later in the later in the in May, I think, is or, or maybe later in the month. Um, and one of these days when Angelica's not driving from uh, soccer games and, and birthday parties, ah. um, we're going to have hopefully have her on, too. And by the way, the great Kate sends her love. Um, she's at a soccer game right now as well. Um, but she she just wanted to send her love and tell you guys that she loves you. So um, let's go ahead and start with. Um, Ray, why don't you tell us just a little bit about who you are? Or her child's playing soccer. Her child is playing. Yeah, it's like a big tournament in Bend. <laughs> okay, um, y'all can hear me, right? I, I can hear you. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I, I had a kind of a, I like, I haven't seen Gabe. I haven't seen Ewan since we left school, ninety seven, ninety eight, something like that. I remember you like left. Yeah. You went to France, right? That's Anyways, right. I went to France for a couple of years. 
I remember that. And then, um, so I started DJing. Well, first I was in a band. I was in Lunar Drive and we went to Europe and toured. And that was kind of a weird, almost a big thing, but then it fizzled out really fast. But that kind of really got me interested. In, um, and then, you know, hanging out with Dave Sky and Chad and the boys, you know, I went from raving to DJing. And um, in the early 2000s, I just kind of started getting more into it and getting better at it, I guess. And, and by then, we weren't really playing like techno per se as much. We were playing like, you know, like stuff like Interpol and LCD sound system and shit just kind of evolved, you know. Um, I think that there was an interim there where we just kind of had to walk away from like, you know, rave culture in, in a sense. But I never stopped DJing and I always kept on doing it. And um, see, in 95, I moved from Flagstaff finally to, well, actually, no, wait, let me, let me rewind a little bit. I moved to Portland, Oregon. Uh, I moved into uh, a house that got broken into by crackheads and I stayed for exactly one month and my savings of like $3,000 were completely depleted. I also lived on Failing Street in Portland. Just want to throw that out there. They never live on Failing Street, wherever you guys live. <laughs> um, and so I came back to flag, tail between my legs kind of thing, <laughs> and uh, stayed for another year or so. And then I moved to Santa Fe, and I tried to get into the gallery um, business, and I'm still making art. I'm an artist now. I make paintings, and I uh, Jelly has a couple of them. Um, Trish has a couple, I think, of my paintings. Um, and um, uh, I had a um, family. Um, uh, my brother died, and so um, that kind of threw a monkey wrench into the whole life story, as it will, right? Um, and so then I moved to uh, Oregon again. Or no, I'm sorry, Washington this time. I moved to Olympia to be with my brother, and then we put together a show, and we got my first gallery show in Seattle, Washington. So I stayed there for a little while. Um, my girlfriend, Lauren came out to see me and we got back together. So then I moved yet again to Omaha, Nebraska. Then I moved, you don't live there. Um, it's a beautiful <laughs> place, but it's the Midwest. They call it flyover country for a reason. Um, then I moved to Puerto Rico and, um, what? <laughs> yeah. And, um, that was like my brother was there and he had a restaurant. It became like this really big thing. I feel like I'm picking up a lot of time. So I'm going to sum it up real quick is I came back um, to uh, the States and I moved to Phoenix after I was in Puerto Rico on and off for until 2013. And in 2013, I moved to Phoenix where I've been since. And I was going back to school and trying to start my whole life again. I, was li I had like this brand new artist warehouse I was living in and then COVID hit. So since then, I've been living in New Mexico with my parents, building a Hogan in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. So that's, uh, we're, we're working on it. I mean, at some point, maybe I'll find a picture. I'll show you guys. But uh, I'd like to see, that. to see it. That's, so what, that's what I've been up to. I've been painting and feeding chickens and, you know, like walking dogs and, you know, getting buff and shit. And, and DJing every Friday on yeah, Twitch. Every, thank you. Yes. What's your What's your handle? I'm scrolling it at the bottom. It's uh, at L Raymond on Twitch and I and Instagram. Yeah, it's twitch.tv backslash <coughs> or front slash. I don't know how that goes. Yeah, front slash um, Raymond Cantil. That's it. Oh, Raymond Cantil is your handle on I'll, that. I'll, I'll put it right here. I'll put it right here. Um, and um, I've been doing that since New Year's. I just did it because I was I had a DJ. You guys. My last gig was um, St. Patrick's Day last year. And I was like, I didn't DJ at all the entire rest of 2020. The shittiest year of all time. And then on New Year's, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to play. And I got on Facebook and just did it. I didn't even know anything about streaming or nothing. And then I've just been kind of like acquiring equipment here and there. And I've been doing it on Twitch, which doesn't throw me off. doesn't kick me off. I just tried to do a show earlier on Instagram for fun. It kicked me off in 20 minutes. So yeah, that's why it's I pretty love, cool. Uh, Facebook live live streams like this, that your DJ set probably will not make it on the podcast and will probably never be seen again, but okay. thank you, Ray. <laughs> let's, yeah. uh, let's move on to Gabe and sure. AK Morton and tell us a little bit about uh, what you've been up to brothers. 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, so my name is Gabriel Adams, um, and live here from sunny, uh, sort of Northern California, uh, San Jose. Um, and, uh, so I grew up in Mesa in Arizona and, um, I got together with this great bunch of folks here on the live stream when I went to school at Northern Arizona university between 1995 and 2000. Um, and I was studying French and international relations and just, having a good time there. I uh, met just all wonderful people. And after leaving, um, as Ray mentioned, you know, halfway through my time there, I went to France, stayed there for a couple of years, um, came back, finished my degree. And then I went to Wisconsin. I spent uh, two years in Madison, Wisconsin, doing a, a master's degree. And then after that, I just picked up and moved to Brooklyn, New York, <laughs> lived in New York for a couple of years, um, found a job, found a career. And then uh, through that, I got an opportunity to go live and work in Belgium. So lived in Belgium and Brussels uh, wow. for about seven years. And then after that, um, Brussels you know, was out there. Yeah. Brussels, the capital of, uh, of the, kil- the, the kingdom of, of Belgium. And then uh, when I was out there, it's when I've I met there once. Uh, yeah, you probably had, uh, some chocolate, maybe some, some yeah. waffles with, uh, p- you know, pieces of sugar inside, uh, maybe had, some mussels, <laughs> French fries. I had mussels. I had yeah. mussels with fries. That's what I had. Yeah, actually. exactly. Yeah. yeah moon fleet, that is, that is the, uh, the standard thing you got to have when you go there. It's good stuff. Um, oh. so when I was living over there with my, uh, I met my wife and uh, we got married and we came back to the United States and we decided that we were going to live in California. So we ended up in San Francisco way too expensive to live in San Francisco. So we found a house in San Jose and that's where we've been ever since we've been here, uh, almost 11 years and we've got two children now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to be here. It's good to, uh, get in touch with the, with, with the rest of you. It's been a lot of fun, Trish. Uh, thanks for getting this organized. I'm really excited to yeah. this actually happened. Me too. I'm so happy you're all here. And I just want to say really quickly, um, in case you guys haven't, um, again, listened to his episode on the Gen X voice podcast, um, He's raising his children bilingual in French and English. And I think that's a super dope thing that you're doing because um, our French connection. Um, OK, I'm going to I'm going to pass this on to uh, Jill the Thrill. No one's ever called her that. This is the first time we're saying that. Um, <laughs> and I'm just going to dip out for one second to grab my Tito's handle because I do need a refill. So hopefully, hopefully some folks are drinking, having an, uh, a nice beverage for this beautiful Saturday. Um, but Jill, you know, I, I kind of have been keeping close contact with you. So yeah. um, don't, don't mind me if I pop I out for this. a second while you're chatting. You got this. I got it. Um, Jilly Mac here. And yeah, Matt, everyone. I was in Northern Arizona the same years as, as Gabriel, as Morton, um, 95 to, but I left in 99. Um, and then after that, I went home, tail, tail between my legs, and um, tried to get a job. And that seemed like it took forever. And then I finally got hired in New York City. I was so psyched. You know, first I, like, couch surfed in Connecticut and commuted to New York. And then I finally got some sublets there. And then I finally got my own apartment in New York in my first job. And um then 9-11 happened and well, no, 9-11 didn't happen yet. First, I got laid off because the dot-com industry bombed. And um, so I had had this like inflated salary and stuff and I couldn't afford my apartment. So I subletted it. And then, yeah, like a year later, 9-11 did happen. And I had another job at that point and I was just getting so anxious and stressed. And, you know, Trish was there and lived through all this also. And I started to hate, so I was doing graphic design, building websites. I just felt like I was sitting in a cubicle all day and people were yelling at me to make ugly stuff, like uglier, uglier. And I'm like, okay, whatever you want. Right. And, um, it wasn't quite what I had in mind for my life. And so I started to research careers that I could learn reasonably quickly that I could feel happy at the end of the day or like feel like I helped someone personally and so I thought massage school but then the massage school in New York City was attached to an acupuncture school and I was like oh yeah acupuncture even better and that brings me down like the rabbit hole of you guys all know but when I lived in Flagstaff in the 90s I had Bell's palsy and I was I was healed by an acupuncturist that Angelica Jelly Girl introduced me to 
And so I had a really, you know, favorable impression of that. But whatever. I decided to go to acupuncture school in Austin. So I packed my bags, flew to Austin, did that program. And what did I do then? I worked on a cruise ship. And, um, of course, why wouldn't you? And then most of Harvard. stories. Yeah, six months. And, uh, yeah, met my now husband, um, soon to be ex, but now husband, moved to Hartford, Connecticut. Um, and I've been here for over 10 years doing acupuncture. I'm sitting in my office right now. Um, this was the first year that I wasn't working with my husband because we're splitting and I've had maybe five or six employees this year. And I just have a lot of, and I have four beautiful boys. So it's like just a lot going on between running this and taking care of them. But it's all stuff that I freaking love. It's just like so overwhelmingly much stuff that I freaking love. (laughs) So here's where I am. And I just got to say, thank you so much. Cause I know how busy um, you know, three of three of you are parents and with, you know, with little little humans that you have to take care of. So it means so much to me that you're taking time out of your life to do this today. So I just want to thank you guys so much. Ray, you and I are child free. And uh, what else are we going to do today? Uh, but <laughs> no, I still really thank you for your, your time as well as non-breeders, though. Come on. What else are we going to do? All right, Jill, thank you, man. I don't know, guys, if you're if you're hearing this, what an, so far, what an amazing uh, adventure of these people. And, and you, you kind of see a theme running through um, that I'm going to I'm going to pick back up in a second after we hear from uh, Jelly Girl. Oh, my gosh. Our 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 millennial, a.k.a. Gen Xer, because she hung out with us harder than any young person I've ever met in my life. And you are just so great. So uh, yeah, let's hear about what you've been up to. I mean, I know, but it's some good (laughs) stuff too. Okay. Can everybody hear me? (laughs) Can you all hear me? Okay. Or is there a delay? Yeah, we can hear you. Perfect. A little bit clippy, but I can hear you. I live in Queens, New York. (laughs) Um, I'm a fashion stylist. I'm a mother of one son, Sky, and uh, not legally married, but I call my husband to Ben, um, my partner. Um, I met all these folks when in Plagtap, probably around 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, wait, I suddenly just got lost. <laughs> Everything was kind of centered around my mom's cafe, for me at least. That's right. Morning, Glory. And, um... I worked there. My friends got to have art shows there, DJ sets there. Um, I don't know. It was like home base. Um, and my mom, you know, she was really loving to all the kids and wanted to make sure that we were taking care of ourselves. Like with Jill, when she was suffering from Bell's palsy, she um, had her <laughs> see Dr. Kwok, who still checks on you and <laughs> asks about you all the time. <laughs> He's alive and well. Um, so I, I didn't realize I was a millennial. I suspected it. Um, I'm sad I'm not a Gen Xer, but whatever. <laughs> You're a Zennial. You're a Zennial, Angelica. Yeah. What year were you born? She's yeah, so special. Yeah. There's just like nobody complaining else. about millennials because millennials are my assistants. And I'm like, those millennials. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can't really um, see you as a uh, anything less than what we were. I mean... Oh yeah, quack. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, not less than. I'm, what I mean is that what you were. What are we off by a year? What, I what, think what, so. You what, can't be that much younger. Like when I met you, I was 18, and I think you were 16. So you're not. I think you are a Gen Xer. I do. Th- I think. No. You might be. The, what's the, what, what year did you young. say you were born Ray again, Jelly? I'm, I kind of am the expert on. Maybe the, I'm wrong. I'm probably That's wrong. kind of what I do with my podcast. Sorry. But what year was right. it? Did you say Jelly, 1980? What year? Oh, okay. that's right. Okay, so that is the actual cutoff. It's 1965 to 1980. But a lot of people that were born in the mid to late 70s, like Jill and Gabe and I, and Ray, sorry, um, we're kind of, we're, we're a lot younger than a lot of Gen Xers. Like we weren't teens in the 80s. We were kids in the 80s. So we're all kind of a part of like, a, I think, a, a zennial 
group, but I don't really feel like changing my marketing and my podcast. Also, <laughs> at least also, not right now. Trish, I come on, Trish. I feel like we are kind of different. Like, I don't think that our reference points, in fact, being appropriate to this podcast, like, like when we all got into rave and raving and techno and stuff, it's like the older Gen Xers were already in college. Like they wouldn't have necessarily been into it. You right. Well, I mean, I mean to I be think. fair, we were too, but they, I would go on and say that they I were mean, actually like, already in their even, careers. Yeah. That's what I mean. I guess that's right. what I mean. Like, they were already beyond it. There wasn't a sense that he had responsibilities probably at that point. Right. Whereas like we really fucking didn't, you know, so yeah, we were still really free. And also yeah. um, the cool thing is, is that the, um, <laughs> what? what was that jelly? Oh, it's zero responsibility. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. Exactly. Zero exactly. Zero. It just takes zero, her 10 minutes to tell us. Zero responsibility. <laughs> but that kind of depends on where you were, too, right? Because yeah, yes. Bill, like you and Kate, like you guys had come from the East Coast. You you guys knew this scene way before, I think, we the folks out in, in Arizona knew about it. And then people in Arizona had heard about it probably because people from California Right. Yeah. So th there was, I think there were two different poles of kind of where this stuff was happening totally. for the people that we met in Flagstaff. So it was like, we got yeah. a preview, right? Cause it came from like England to the East coast to there, but then LA had like an independent thing happening and, uh, mm -hmm. but and yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, wait, did Ben Schmen come from Chicago? Yeah. 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 He's like all night long. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, that's so a good I, think point. People, I think people in Flagstaff in, in Arizona were fairly insulated to some degree because uh -huh. I, I was going to say that when I was in high school, I remember I was I was big I was big into skateboarding and we used to go to the skateboarding shop called the Precinct in Chandler and they always had oh, these shit. flyers for different sh for different shows and the flyers for the raves were always really weird geometric like psychedelic like images. And we would like always you get in a stoner place. shop. I was trying to find some. Yeah. I've got a mother load of flyers, but they weren't in like easy access. But I have them somewhere. I had so many raver yeah. posters on my walls. Like my the magazine cutouts were replaced by rave flyers after a while. But I'm so glad you guys brought that up. Oh, Jelly made that. <laughs> nice. That's Geometric. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So, so these are the things that, that me and my friends would see, and we were like, that that stuff is so weird, and it's just, oh, that's just weird. We, we would never go to something like that. So there was already this thing of, like, it was happening, but it was so, well, for us, it was bizarre, and it was very underground, because it was always at places that weren't, like, the regular shows that we would go to. What the regular shows were at actual um, venues, and these places were always warehouses in the middle of the desert, and it was just like... Or you had to call the phone number the day of the show to get the location yeah. of where you had to go. And that just seemed really dodgy. No, no. I didn't want to do that. Right. So, um, Jill, you said on your podcast that actually um, you were kind of getting the tail end of the rave scene in the East Coast by the yeah. time you were introduced to it. Um, right before you came to Flagstaff in 95. You had gone so, to like Ticketmaster, right you know. Right. And so um, that's such a good point. So, so yeah, I think, I think that um, raving is definitely a Gen X thing because obviously it was around a lot longer than probably our consciousness was aware. Um, and then I would, I would challenge anyone to say that it's a millennial thing because um, the millennials definitely um, kept it going. Right. So um, there was there were raves in Chicago when I moved to Illinois in 2000, in the early 2000s um, that were still happening. And actually, I'm in a, a, a Gen X Facebook group that talks all about how um, there's still raves going on in Reno, Nevada. And I don't know about you, Ray, but I think you and I need to jump in my Subaru and it's all right. So it won't cost a lot. Oh, cool. Let's, let's all go check out the Reno rave scene. What in, how ghetto can that possibly be? I've got to find those out. old dudes in the back of a Subaru. Just chilling. <laughs> let's just be those I guys. I would love that. And we'll be hey, like, kid. what? What up, kid? Um, what a joy! What a doobie! Little yeah. Kid. <laughs> can, can I just? I just wanted to throw this out there. I um, you know, when I was, there's, I was, some, when I was, there's still some old dude parties in New York. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. there sure is. Oh, I'm jelly! Sure is. Do you go to those? <laughs> 
Well, yeah. there's a big, there's actually, there's actually a big My friends go to them. Right I'm a mom now. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Jelly, yeah. Jelly, go to that club nowadays. There's a party nowadays. called the party. Have you I been probably, to nowadays? I probably shouldn't say. I, it's right by my house. That's how underground it is, guys, that she doesn't even want to yeah, say what I it is. So. Jellica, have you been to nowadays yet? Nowadays? I'll write it down here. Mm, nowadays is by my house. I haven't Damn, been. I my it. husband has. Yeah, that's a new that's a new spot. I don't go um, out anymore. I, <laughs> I just wanted to say this. I the funny thing is is like I feel like this is just really Gen X centric here. But like like all I knew about anything was from magazines, like details or spin or whatever. Yeah, we did. And Sassy. it's like that's like I would I would Enemy. hear about clubs because of magazines mainly. Yeah, oh, so, that was my dream was to work at a magazine. That's yeah, why I moved to New York. Totally. Yeah, I mean, wow, mine, one of mine too. I, I always wanted to work for interview or whatever. And like I remember, we, we I'd go to Bookman's and I'd find like paper in New York, and that's like how I found out about like anything happening anywhere. And I remember them saying there's a rave scene happening in Sedona. And so what? when I, yeah, it was like, right. <laughs> so I was in actually going to school in New Mexico and then I went to Flagstaff and I remember being like, when I met Morton, like that was the other thing too, is we all used to hang, remember Morton where we used to hang out? We used to hang out where the skaters hung out right True. in front of the union. There was like seats around like the place where everyone used to skate at. Remember that? It's like, no, never happened. Morton remembers, right? I, I mean, remember? In this case, I guess he doesn't remember. When I Flagstaff, um, and I don't even remember if I had my skateboard with me at that point. And so I, but well, I met I, with a bunch of kids. There was there were a couple of skaters I was hanging out with. I think it was through them that I met some other folks in the town. And then it was, but after that, it was like all the other folks that I met were through um, folks like uh, like Zola, um, Ben, okay, uh, Katie, like a lot of the other folks. Then they they kind of like, well, here's how we got all together oh, yeah, with a group of people. Jill, you were kind of part of that. And after that, it was sort of like everyone just started going to that same art gallery, Art Trek. And, and art that's Trek. where Dave was. Art Trek! Well, that's how I found out. There. Yeah. Sure. That's where I met Angelica, actually. I met her. I met Angelica, I think, and Llewellyn outside of Art Trek. But I met a lot of people outside at the Art Trek. I met everyone. Like, um, I met my girlfriend, Anna. Everyone. There. everyone. That's where we went. Yeah, that's that's where Dave took me. Yeah. I met I met Dave Sky, who was one of the DJs, and but, um, and I met him at the Ridge, or or what was was it right, called the Ridge? Right. It's called Gabaldon it's called now. The Ridge. It's called Gabaldon. And um, because yeah. he lived in the same um building as me, just like two floors down or whatever, in the male group of dorms. And I don't know. I don't even know how I met him. I have no idea how I just all of a sudden he was in my life and in my dorm. Well, Y'all, you have to remember that, like, in those days, like, like I was new to the area, right? I just transplanted from Connecticut. I knew one person, Sue Forslund. Actually, I think Sue, Sue. probably told me about Art Track because it, it was wasn't... such a hippie raver. Yeah. Sue and, was um, a hippie raver. Yeah, I remember Sue. Yeah, Sue was um, in like one of the introductions I had to raving on the East coast for sure. And that was like the only thing going on in that scene in Flagstaff. So like that was it. And it was the Mecca for anyone who was really into it, but it was like the only way you found out about stuff was Chilly, word of mouth met, or flyer, right? Flyers. That's how, ben. that's how we met Ben Schmen is because he was roommates with, with Sue and. Oh. Right, because I took Ben's spot at Alpine, Alpine Ridge, Ridge. Okay. when he moved out. So I was living with Jill. That's when I met oh you God. and Scrappy and Sue and Dave, who I knew, I knew her boyfriend, Dave from right. art class um and and like came into your apartment and saw Dave and I had a huge crush on him and when I saw he was dating Sue I was like oh I was single a lot in Flagstaff Dave I don't know if you guys remember Dave, that wait Trish but I had Dave a lot Wright, of crushes huh Dave Reitmer or Dave Sky not Dave, Dave Sky Reitmer. Dave Reitmer yeah. the other oh wait it's not Reitmer yeah no I remember Dave sideshow Bob hair Dave yeah, right. and remember we had we had the porn and forties parties, and they'd go and screw. Yeah, um, on they were the, and always, the yeah. so loud. They, they were hair. always fucking. They were like, ah, 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 and we were just like, um, oh god. <laughs> by the way, this I want to do a disclaimer. This this episode is not for children. I think that we made a comment about the size of his unit because she was so like. Ah, 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 
we were like, it doesn't take long for things to happen because it's like such short. But we were drinking 40s. What do you guys expect to have a conversation about when you're hearing (laughs) people screw while you're watching porn? We We were listening to Method Man. I remember that we would turn up Method Man. I love Math. We love, yeah. We, I remember that. Oh, DMX died, so RAP DMX. What's that? The next, sir. DMX. Oh, yeah. He died. He's only five years older than than me and Jill. I love DMX. I'm so sad. I really am. I love DMX. I played some last night. Hey, you know, just because I know Jill, uh, Angelica, you're on a little bit of a delay. Um, I'm going to throw a question to you because I want to have you be a part of this because I know it's a little hard because it seems like the delay is so bad that every time you talk, we all just kind of like talk over you or we just have to like pause and see like, are you going to say more words? So I'm going to ask you, Jelly, how did you end up in the rave scene? Like, how did you and Llewellyn end up at Art Track? Check. I, it's with an E, guys. And now we I wait. don't remember. <laughs> we were just bored. And we heard that there was something to do. And wherever there were skater boys, we followed. <laughs> um, I love that. Good music and dancing. Um, I do remember my first rave. My first rave was Top Raven. And the flyer looked like a Top Almond packet. Oh, my God. Um, I remember that. I, there, I, I was like, wow, I found my place. This is where I'm meant to be. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah. So, I don't I I didn't go, but I remember the flyer. I like I remember the name cuz I'm a Raven, I mean, sorry, Ramen fan. So, I remember being like, "Oh, that's very catchy." I remember thinking that was very catchy. Oh, um, I just got it. I just I literally just got it. Do you remember <laughs> our first Do you remember the first rave that we threw at our trek, you guys? It was called Robot 7. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my that god! Was, I do remember that. Yeah. That I was made the flyer for that. Yes, you did, Morton. Yes, you did. That Dave, was you my, made the you made the flyer for that. It was a package, right? Yeah, it was like I a made toy. The yeah. That might have been before I got to Flag, and I just heard about it because it was so epic no. that I just had to hear about no, it. I mean, it was. No, it was the same it was time okay. because okay. Yeah, you, you would have well, been there. But it was you epic definitely would have been because there. it was the first one in flag. No, like like it, it was, was a, the first one that we threw. Yeah, it a, okay. It was the first one that we threw, and the thing was that Dave brought out his uh, his homegirl, Aaron. Aaron Love. Oh my Aaron god. Aaron Love. Yeah. And, and, and so and so it was my first party. I was in the front room playing ambient. I, I really didn't know how to DJ yet. So uh, I but I desperately wanted to DJ at this party. It was so so cool. Dave Dave gave me all of his ambient records and I just like played ambient in the front room. I don't know if you remember that, Morton, but like I just played like, you know, you know, like just sounds. And Aaron refused to let me just be Ray on the flyer. And of she course. was like, well, and she was like, well, I'm Aaron Love, so you have to be Ray Love. And <gasps> that's, that's how, how Ray Love was born. Yeah, yeah. It's like a drag queen name. Like there's always a story. I know. Right? Oh, Ray, like, yeah. Ray, do you not like it? Do you prefer Ray Ray? Because uh, oh. I call you Ray Love. Is that okay? Yeah, that's You'll totally always be Ray fine. Love in the motherfucking yeah, house okay, to me. Yeah. I'll always be Ray Love in the motherfucking house, but I don't <laughs> put it on like flyers that I do anymore. Like, like, like last week I put Ray Ray for this week. But I mean, like that was just a throwback. Like, like everyone, my auntie, like every, like everyone calls me Ray Ray. You know, it. it's just, it's kind of a brown person thing. I think if your name is Ray, you're always Ray Ray for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like I know Mexican cats and Filipino cats, and they're Ray, and they're always Ray Ray. It's just how it is. I don't know what it, why, but like, so sometimes I'm like DJ Ray Ray just for fun, you know. Um, but I'm like, sure I love that. I kind of retired Ray Love just like when I turned when I turned about 40, I was like, yeah, I could probably not do this anymore. For a long time, people in Flagstaff thought that was my real name anyway. Like, they're like, your name's Cantile. What is that? I thought your name was Love. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, I'm going to take this conversation with that one. Right? Julie Mack, that's your name, right? My last name's Clyder. They thought it was Max. They thought it was Max, straight up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move.
move this uh, conversation to a, a, a sort of darker realm Ooh. because um, I definitely want people to know. So everyone found out that this this group of humans has and, and everyone knows my story. And if you don't, you need to subscribe to the Gen X Voice podcast because <laughs> then you'll hear all the stories. Um, but but it's very interesting that um, I have were, to do it, too, actually. We were all in a a very um, the rave scene. I'm not going to pussyfoot around full of drugs. Um, lots of people, lots of people in um, really uh, they can't see that, Ray, because you're not you're not doing oh. it on the group on the, on the actual. <laughs> oh, shit, really? I, I wish you guys would. I don't. Gabe said he can't do, figure out how to do it. So I'm not sure what's going on. No one can see it. No one can see any of the conversation you guys have That's been having. Jilly Mac, um, can you not see my conversation? No, no, I'm saying the audience can't see it. It's a private chat. You've got to put it oh, in Oh, that's the... fine. No, no, no. I was just throwing it to all of us. Oh, it's a private party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jill's holding up a picture. That's pretty much what raving is. And I don't know about oh you guys, God. but in the age of pandemics, that gives me so much anxiety. Um, so many germs. But <laughs> so people... People had, you know, drug overdoses, people stole, people were, um, you know, there there were some pretty bad cats out there um, in the rave scene. So um, I'd kind of like to go um, around the panel and um, and just kind of explain, you know, yeah, it was lots of um, it was lots of you know, ecstasy and happiness and fuzzies and, and little, little toy Elmo uh, Grovers and, you know, Star Wars things. And, you know, we all had oversized backpacks, oversized clothes and clothes. And, and, and for the most part, it was like a lot about unity and love, which is why I think um, Jill, that you went the route you did. Um, And, you know, I know for sure that's the route I went. I wanted to, and Gabe, well, all of us, we, we, I think because of being so entrenched in the rave scene, we had a desire for an alternative life in general. And maybe because Gabe and I have talked about this in his podcast, maybe that's a, an actual Gen X cultural thing, but being, being driven toward something like a rave scene, you know, these, these underground parties with drugs and DJs and dancing until the dawn, um, I, I don't know. It's kind of like the chicken and the egg. So um, I'm going to go around the room. I'm going to start with Angelica. Um, I want to ask you, Angelica, what is the Oh, yeah. The masks with the Vapo rub and yeah. inhalers <laughs> that I never got into that. I got into menthol cigarettes, but never. Um, and in the base box. I loved I loved base. Oh, God, did I base. Uh, but Angelica. Was there ever a really sketchy rave moment where you were just kind of like what maybe it made you leave the rave scene or it was like, well, that was really terrible, but I still have 10 more parties I need to go to. A sketchy moment, mm -hmm. like a dark, a dark time in your rave career. Well, okay. um, I think when we, yeah, I mean, we're traveling from Flagstaff to Phoenix a bunch of kids in a car and staying up and dancing all night and then driving back um that that's a little sketchy um we're also going to underground parties at the ice house when there was a lot of gangs around and i remember one night um there was a, like a fight between two gangs and it happened right in the parking lot as we were trying to leave and now that was, that was a little dodgy <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if and for people who don't know what it looks like to drive from Flagstaff to Phoenix, we're talking about um, about a three to four thousand foot elevation drop, and you're going down these switchbacks of mountains. And I know um, I was in the car with you once, Jill, and um, I was scared to death. I think it was the first rave you ever took me to, um, and um, above. And um, and I think I think I was shitting my pants the whole time because we were listening to like this loud electronic music and you you had this tendency to like grip the the steering wheel and just kind of stare at me for a while while we were careening down the mountain while you were talking to me. And I was like, oh, like, um, but also the most alive I ever felt. So thank you for that. Jill, what about you? Was there a super dark 
or pivotal moment that you were just like, I'm out or, um, or just a super dark moment in general for you? Oh, dude, there were so many, um, you know, it was so intense, right? Like everything was intense. Every weekend was intense. So like raving, you, you waited all week for that big party. Right. And like, I was, I was thinking about this, a big thing was like, it was a financial investment, right? Like you needed a ticket and your entertainment money. And like, that was hardship as a student. Like we would go to Buffalo and try to sell some clothes. Right. Like you need at least 50 bucks, a minimum of 50, better with 60 or 70 for your weekend. In nineteen ninety six, the money yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. For, for and we wouldn't eat. Part of being in we didn't tacos eat. was the cheapest thing I could eat, and that's what we I lived on. We never ate any. Angelica's mom and Angelica and Trish feeding us. I we would eat bean and cheese tacos. <laughs> totally. Sorry to interrupt. We lived uh, off of good. bean burritos. Yeah. I don't know about jelly, you guys, but jelly. We we would get home Saturday morning, sleep until whatever, Sunday. and then. Right. And then we would go to Morning Glory. So there, there would be like a full 48 hours where we For did sure. not like I am terribly thin in these pictures I've seen of myself. Yeah. Like, I thought know, the same thing, too. I was like, good Lord, was I, I 100 pounds? Yeah, we were we didn't eat at all. That's what I, I remember. remember. I remember smoking I a lot of cigarettes eating. But I mean, I don't know. I think we're all. Still, you know, pretty, pretty healthy looking and, and you know, relatively. Well, I am for sure, but um, <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is that, like, yeah, all those years of not eating, I've made up for that for sure. But um, we would dance all night. We would dance, we would dance all night. Three hours straight. You sweat, not eat, for sure. Yeah. And, like, yeah. you wouldn't yeah. get many opportunities to get a meal. And when you did, you didn't have much money. So, right. like, you spent it all on drugs and cigarettes and the party. Cigarettes. Money on food, like that Drugs, was not the thing. Gas money, that was it. The yeah. Oh, and the party, and and the entrance into the party. Okay, so party. And then we always wanted to sneak in, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I pretty right. much always bought tickets, but if you could sneak in, like that was a massive thing, like because it was so expensive. It was like, can someone get us in the back door? Will there be? Do you know anyone working there? Yeah, that's why you had to be friends with DJs. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm gonna say. Hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Um, what about you, Gabe? I mean, you you weren't around <laughs> for the darker days of the Flagstaff or was he? rave scene. <laughs> or were you? Because I know that you went to France, but... Um, did you, did you have some, some, some dark, like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of this rave scene shit moments? I, I, I can recall being at a show in Phoenix, um, down in South Phoenix. Um, and I recall parking my car in the parking lot. There wasn't really any place to park. It was this industrial area. There weren't any lights and there were just train tracks everywhere. And I remember parking my car there and getting out of the car. Everyone was like running off to go get in line to get into the party. Mm -hmm. And I look around and I can see other people looking at other people's cars. And then I can hear glass breaking. And I'm thinking, what is going on? (laughs) We we just got to the party and there's people breaking into cars. And then these other guys come down and they're all yelling like, don't park on the the train tracks. The ice house, it might have been there. It might have been someplace else, but they were yelling, don't park on the train tracks because at one o'clock, the train is going to come through <laughs> and your car is going to get towed. And I can't imagine anything more scary than not, not having a car coming out of a, a party at like four in the morning, you know? In that I can part tell you Phoenix, something scarier. I, I can tell you something scarier, Gabe. The time that I really? was at a Mila, like a Mila Raspa desert party with Jill oh, and Mila Emily. Raspa. And uh, Jill, Jill, I came back, I came back to the, where my tent was and you were sitting there Indian style with my holes. And you looked at me with these wide eyes and said, here's your tent. (laughs) What happened to it? Did somebody. Well, I've, I've, I've told this story to many, (laughs) many a year over the 20 years uh, that I, you know, and since then, and this is, this is what the latest uh, suggestion is that I think is a hundred percent what happened. Um, someone was hot box in the tent and it blew and it, and it burned it. And the only thing that was left 
for the polls. And I was like, that's got to be what fucking happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maybe not as bad as a car, but it just totally reminded <laughs> me of that. It's okay, great. Ray, I know you have the scariest story, and I don't know if you're willing to talk about it, but when I when I thought about this, the dark times of raving, which is kind of a segue from my tent being stolen because it was on the same land, do you feel like talking about the evil hippies and the cookie? The cookie? I remember the cookie. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, he doesn't uh, want to talk about it? Uh, I mean, that was pretty fucking terrible, you guys. It was the worst. Warren, were you there for that? Were you there at Patience? I, I was, yeah. So, I, well, I won't, I won't mention anything. All I can say is I remember I have, at the I have a end, horrible story I forgot to share. Yeah. At, at the I, panel, I knew these would party. stimulate your memories, yeah. guys. All right, wait. Do you want me to get into it, Gabriel? Because, well, first of all, did you see the thing that I wrote? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, can I just say this, though? Okay, so I'm, not, I'm just going to say it like this. I was at a party in Phoenix and me and Katie Beard had to help a certain someone who was trapped in a terrible (laughs) K-hole. And I remember that just earlier that day, me and somebody else on this chat had done a bunch of ketamine together. (laughs) And I was like, oh no, is this going to happen to us too? And I don't know what happened, but we somehow left that party. And I always feel bad, Morn, because I was like, we should have done something. But I remember that Katie Beard was like, we can do nothing. He has to just sweat it out and get it through him. Do you remember that though, kind of? Oh yeah. Well, Uh, I I remember remember there were some... There were some very, um, well, you, you just never knew what was going to happen at those parties, right? That you was, didn't. I think that was the other thing I about it. You were talking about it, Jilly, like saying you were so like excited and amped up about something for a weekend. It was the future. And then when it got there, it was like, sky's the limit. You don't know what's going to happen. Is the music going to be good? Are your friends going to be there? Are you going to get there? Is it going to, is it going to actually happen? Because Are sometimes you yeah. a party and it wouldn't even happen. Yeah. There was so um, many canceled. Yeah. That's the thing we forget about. There were no, 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 so listen. many canceled shows. Angelica, I don't know if you remember when you and Elena and I drove from fucking Flagstaff to Tucson only to pull up as everyone was like running toward <laughs> the cars <laughs> because it had already gotten busted up. And we were just like, okay, we literally drove five hours to a rave and got there right when it like got busted up by the cops. Do you remember that, Angelica? Yes, that happened to me another time. Um, I was driving <laughs> sure. to a rave with all of Jen, us. and on the drive down, yeah. So, but wait, on this, the universe was speaking. On the drive down, suddenly there was blood all over the highway, and then we were screaming, and then there was a deer, and we had to run over the deer. So the universe was like saying, don't go. We got there and the party was canceled. Oh, God. Um, wow, that's dark as fuck. <laughs> I can't even All right, Jelly. Jelly Anxious. <laughs> Jelly Anxious, do you remember when we all went to that drum and bass party in Los Angeles? Okay, first of all, that is my favorite rave of all time. I will all always time. remember that. All right, Plus, Gabriel, I was the sober driver for my car. That's why you remember it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I barely remember it. But Clove was with us, too. Clove <laughs> was with us. And Clove and I were dating then. And Jelly was there. And Chad. Um, God damn it. Who else was there? Um, uh, Brian? Brian. Matt was there. Matt, Brian. Matt and... and um, uh, She's going to kill him. Well, oh, oh, Laurel, Heather, Laurel, 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 oh, Laurel, and Heather Fash. And Heather Fash. Okay, so the funny part is this. So Heather Fash was oh, going through a very. So cool. Oh Jelly, my god! You look so cool. That's awesome. So Heather Fash was doing this thing where she was smoking Fantasia cigarettes. Okay. Dude, I still buy those every couple decades just they, to. Do you know about those, Gabriel? There's these stupid cigarettes. They're like they each were different one is colors. Like, yeah, they're different colors. So I, I remember I took I took a small. Tank girl. I was supposed to. Tank, tank I was supposed to share. Yeah. Tank girl yeah, and and she'd never let you if you bummed a right. smoke off of her. She'd never let you have a pink one. Yeah, she's she was dumb. Okay, so what happened, Gabriel, is that I remember we woke up and I was like, "Where are we?" And they were like, "We're in Kingman." I was like, "We're not in Los Angeles. Where the fuck are we doing?" And uh, Matt goes, "Heather needs to find her 
special cigarettes. And I was like, those stupid Fantasia shits. And so, like, we spent like a half hour in Kingman. <laughs> For her to find her cigarette, this is the worst thing ever. Oh, okay. that's why you guys were so late getting to the party. You remember we, that, Trish? Well, because yeah. I was in the car with Angelica and Chad and yeah. Kip, and you guys were oh, in the other car. And oh, Jesse, right. oh, right? Do you remember that, Angelica? Like yes, I drove, Jessie. I drove I Jesse's Jessie. mom's car. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it takes like ten minutes for us to hear you say it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so so anyway okay so here's the punchline so then we get to the party and it's california right and even though it's a fucking underground party and there's like cocaine ecstasy you know whippets who knows what they wouldn't let you have cigarettes in the party though so there was but you have a, fucking cigarettes not allowed so when they it was, fucking, a, it was like a 10 foot pile and three feet wide because i know i had to put my american spirits in there so and had to throw her fucking uh yeah her, 20 dollar pack of yeah, cigarettes you know what was, was so annoying incredible. though is what? that i would go to the bathroom and oh, these yeah, fucking and smart oh, bitches God. would pull these cigarettes out of their hair because that was another kind of cultural thing with the rave scene right was like really cool hairstyles and these fucking bitches pulled these cigarettes out of their hair and i was like please can i have one and they gave me one and i was so happy because you guys know what a smoker i was i was like like every second i could get i mean it was the best that was the best but it worse too <laughs> All right, guys. So we only have about nine minutes left of no! the podcast. Right. And so the, the last thing that I want to um, just kind of, you know, kind of go over is um, I don't remember now. That's cute, isn't it? I had my I had my little my little notes up and then it's and now it's gone. But um, hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Just kidding. Nope. We've been chatting. It's been really neat being in this chat group with you guys um, over the last <laughs> couple months because um, it's just been really great, you know, kind of connecting with you guys in this big kid way. Um, so, um, it, OK, yeah, this is so we kind of already did a thing where we were, um, you know, talking about like what you guys have done and where you've been and things like that. But um you know, I just, I just want to kind of throw out like, um, do you still listen to electronic music? I mean, obviously Ray, you do. Um, but you know, what is there, is there new stuff that you're listening to? Would you ever go to a rave again? What would you think if your kids did? I'm going to start that with Gabe. I want to, I want to kind of hear like, you know, I'm going to, I get really, I guess I'm going to ask Gabe, uh, Angelica and Joel this cause y'all are parents. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of what I would call electronic music to begin with. And I think, you know, having gotten into the scene in Flagstaff, I got really, really excited about jungle music. I love jungle. Um, yeah. I still listen to jungle. I find it on Reddit all the time. I'm finding it on SoundCloud. Like I'm always looking for either an old one or a new track, anything like that. So I, I have like a whole set of like jungle tracks on SoundCloud. And when I would drive my girls to school, I would, I would switch between jungle, drum and bass, house music. And I would ask my girls like, what, what kind of music is this? And they're like, is this house music? I'm like, yep. Or what about this one? Oh, that sounds like jungle. So they, they can even kind of like recognize the differences. Um, when I go to a rave today, you know, my, my older brother, who's four years older than me, he's gone to Burning Man a couple of times. And I'm always thinking like, if ever we get out of the pandemic and if ever Burning Man happens again, I might consider going up there with him, but I don't think I'd ever go back to an actual rave. Um, I don't even know if they really exist anymore, at least not the way that they did when we were doing things like that. And I think honestly, I don't want to go to something like that just to try to recreate or be nostalgic because that time was so special and amazing. I don't think it can compare. And I would probably just innately be disappointed with the outcome. And I'm like 44 years old this year. I don't know that I can dance that long. <laughs> so, that's where I'll leave. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that is so true. Someone asked me in 2004, 
five or four or maybe maybe two or three god who knows the 2000s were like such a blur to me and i i don't know i drank a lot in those days um but they wanted me to go to a rave up in chicago and i was like i just can't because i went to a rave when i was about 23 when i first came back from france and i think i was with you angelica and i remember thinking like everyone was so young and i felt really uncomfortable and i thought you know what? I never want to do this again because the times that I went to parties um, were so wonderful. And I just, I wanted to stop there. What about you, Jill? Uh, I don't remember the point when I wanted to stop, but in what year was it? Like 98, 97 that I went to England. And um, during yeah. that period, I went to a lot of that. clubs. Yeah. And the raves weren't happening there anymore. And we just went to clubs and the fashion was totally different. And I think when I came back, I just imagine, I don't really remember specifically, but I feel like I got a little nauseated about like what, how I used to act, what I used to do type thing. But um, I definitely like enjoyed the club scene and the music but I didn't, and, and now, like, at my age, like, on one hand, I feel like if my kids were turned on to this, you know, all-night dancing extravaganza, I would hope that I could see, like, the beauty and the, the continuity of the fact that I had done that. However, like, I go to bed at, like, 9 now and work at 7.30. So, like, I want – I so desperately want to be that person who can, like, have a fun, crazy night. But I'm just wired to do what I'm doing right now, and it feels good to do. So it's hard to branch out. Like, could we have a rave from 5 to 8, please? <laughs> And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on there, the right? And like, there's there's also the lag time, right, from the West Coast to the Mountain Time, where I'm like dying over here. Like Ray was on last night, and it was so good. And I'm like, damn it, I've got to go to bed. I promised myself I'd go to bed at a certain time, and I can't stay up. Yeah, I go to bed around eight and wake up around four. Um, just because I live in the desert, if I don't wake up that early, I'll, it's, it's going to be the worst eight months of summer ever, because you got to wake up early so you can go outside and enjoy the beautiful, you know, 70, 80 degree weather of the desert. Um, what, well, but Jill, do you, so you still listen to electronic music. You're still listening to Ray, um, when you, when you can catch him. I got to say, like, I absolutely love listening to Ray. It was so much fun. But I totally stopped listening to most electronic music. The I would say, like, so when I came back, I was I definitely could still do trip hop. Right. And um, but I definitely I don't know what it is, but and I feel kind of bad about it. But I got like kind of nauseous when I hear some of that music. I don't know if it's like acid flashbacks or something, but like, I kind of want to vomit, you know? Whoa, that's crazy. What about you, Angelica? She barfs all over. Um, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay, I still, I still listen to house music. I actually have a great playlist I'll send you, Trish. Um, Please do. I love a lot of old yeah, yeah. disco, David Bowie, Lou Reed is super nostalgic for me with New York, the Strokes. I, it's, I have such a, 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 a mix of things I listen to, but I still a have huge a huge range. Mix. You're like me. Yeah, you and I, we love range, indie yeah. rock. Well, and Ray too. We love indie rock. We love punk. We love, you know, yeah. old art, yeah. art music from the seventies. I you love know. all that, but that's not nineties house music. There's so many you know, like, memories tied to all that. Yeah. Huh? Right. Well, like for example, you guys. Are, There's still are, some good stuff being made. My my friends send me stuff. Thanks, Ray. I, I still want to hear what Angelica has to say about yeah, like so. her kids and stuff. Would rave what she would think and things okay. like that. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. So during the pandemic, um, I, I would have some little dance parties with my son and my husband to try to lift spirits and get my blood flowing because in New York we're in lockdown, um, and. Uh, as far as the last parties I went to, I would say the last real party I went to in New York was at the Lunatarium on New Year's Eve in 
2002, maybe. Damn. And that was amazing. That was such good vibes. It was it was like out of a movie. Uh, in Dumbo warehouse, taking up one of those like ancient elevators, and I could not stop dancing. They had to drag me out of that place. That's awesome. I love dancing. Oh wait, wait, I lied. Sorry. The last, last good party I went to was in Berlin. That scene, what? the scene in Berlin is insane. You can go, you do not have to dress up. You go as you are. You, the music, um, that night we were lucky. I think we were at a club called Cookies and the DJ, they were playing house. They had to drag me out of there too. I did not want to leave. <laughs> so I love dancing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Dancing is the best, right? Um, uh, I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. I, I love dancing. I would go again if, if if I if if it was kind of an adult party, I, I don't think I could be around a bunch of kids on drugs, but I would love to dance. Trishy, can so, we go beyond so, the hour? Can we just keep going? I, I wish we could, Ray, but <laughs> um, we we can stay on and chat and have our own love fest oh. if you guys want to. Um, but yeah, I think it's a much it's a bit much to ask people to listen longer than an hour to a podcast these can days. I so I like. I like to keep just, it short and simple, but um, I, yeah, I, I let's suppose, go ahead and wrap it up, and, okay. and we'll have you with 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 what you're about to say, Ray, oh, and then we'll okay. and then we'll be out. Okay, um, I just wanted to say that um, I didn't know what I was getting into when I got into rave culture. Like, I didn't know what, like, um, I didn't know how it was gonna. I didn't know it was gonna take over my life. Like, I don't go to raves. I'm not a raver anymore. But those couple years that I was, it, it kind of changed really everything like and part of that which we didn't get into was like taking ecstasy and dancing in a room with like 10,000 people that shit does it changes you I think in, in a way that this new generation doesn't understand like it makes you in some ways in the worst of days more cynical because you know how it could be to get along with everyone yeah. Like, you know how it could be that everyone is in love and everyone is dancing and everyone's. Do you felt that when you were at a rave? You felt that feeling. Um, I mean, like, I'm an old punk rock person, too. But, like, I just felt like lashing out in anger. And that was all very healthy. And I, that will always be my other part of my, 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 you know, who I am, I guess. But raving to dance like I was dancing when I was in a punk at a punk show, but like feeling that kind of empathy and love and kindness toward people. Like I will never forget that. And it wasn't just about drugs. It wasn't just about the fun. It wasn't just about the fashion. It was really about that time when you close your eyes and you could really feel everyone's empathy and you could feel who they were all were. And I don't want to get too hippie about it, but that's what I remember the most is hearing dub tribe, you know, and I was with my friends and we were like lost. And then I was on acid and ecstasy at the same time as candy flipping, you know, and then I like came back and then I was like, Hey, we guys, we got to go up the hill again. And we were like smiling and laughing and like listening to like, you know, like Depeche Mode Violator on the way home to Flagstaff. I'll always remember that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I remember the most about that time. I try to throw that out there. You had to. I'm, I'm so glad, glad you, you did. did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Any, anyone else sober, have some last thoughts? Oh, Body and Soul in New York. Oh, my God. Body and Soul. Yes. Body and Soul in New York. Club Vinyl. Best, Amazing best party. Ever. No drugs. Completely sober. That was the best. That was a really yeah, good Because it was in the day. The day on a Sunday, right? Like. Jelly tried, so, to, Jelly tried to get us go. It was in a day. It was on Sunday. It was church. That was church. <laughs> <laughs> Jill, do you remember when we'd go to PS1? And yeah, um, it was pretty neat, too. It was, like a, it was like DJs and dancing that and an art installation. Show. Right? Those were amazing. But I do, yeah. do want to say... You know, for me personally, I didn't really talk about how I got into the rave scene, except for, you know, with Jill. Yeah, tell us. But it is in the episode with um, with Jill and I in um, in her episode. Um, but I was a hippie when I turned into a raver. Um, and, and a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys know that, that I was a, um, a you know, <laughs> acid eating drum circle dancing oh. in the woods hippie grateful dead loving you know and then i when i found 
um, when Jill took me to my first rave, it was like, oh, I don't need to be a hippie because my generation is doing this. My generation, because because it kind of like when you're at a drum circle and you're doing, it's like you're trying to echo what the '60s kind of um, love and and peace and harmony thing was, but. When I went to Above in Phoenix with you, Jill, that was like, oh, this is literally our generation's way. Hi. Oh, my gosh. It's Angelica's son. Hi. Oh, my God. He's like an adult. That's so crazy. <laughs> I met him when he was I, like, I have to go, though, oh, because they're back now. Yeah. No, I do, too. That's the end of the podcast. Um, oh, hi. Oh, my gosh. You guys are so cool. But anyway, um, I just want to thank you all for taking time out of your day today to kind of reminisce. And I hope you all enjoyed um, this episode of, you know, Raven in the 90s. You know, hit me up at GenXVoice.com or follow me at um, GenXVoice um, on Instagram and tell me your own stories about um, about about raving. And again, th- guys, thank you so much. And, um, you know, be kind to each other, love each other and let's stop being separated by our differences. Bye. Thank you.